blessing. Mazel tov. Mm-hmm. You know? Mazel tov. So that, that, that's what I got to say about that. Hey, Mike, how you doing? And happy New Year to you. Yeah, happy um, happy Epiphany. Yeah, and all that other jazz. Yeah, so as I was, uh, as I was telling uh, Jeff... And uh, you'll notice that the quality of our programming will get better because you hear this behind me. Okay. You're what? He's saying there's nothing. We don't hear any any ambient noise anymore. What? He says he said there isn't any ambient noise anymore. Okay. Yeah. No uh, police sirens. No train tracks. No. No nothing. No nothing. Just the uh, the reverb of the empty room. Well, I'm in the kitchen right now, and uh, it's huge kitchen. I mean, this apartment is unfucking believable. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. Julie really did a a wonderful job finding this place, and uh, of course, everyone that you know uh, helped us and got everything together here for this wondrous occasion. Let me tell you, I've got a I got big things to do, my man. Uh, it's been it's been great. And uh, so it actually is looking to look like a house and not a freaking man cave warehouse place here. You know, I mean, the, the storage room we got maybe. You're okay with know. the man cave. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I'll have my own. That's the beauty of it. I mean, the second bedroom uh, is going to be great. It's going to be great. I mean, just so many ideas ready to happen up in there. Uh, two bedroom, bathroom, clothing room. Uh, clothing room? You mean a closet? No, no, clothing room. No, no, because since our bedrooms don't have closets, we have a clothing room. Like so a walk-in have... closet? Yes. Okay. Like a, yeah, clothing room. You can step in there. It's huge. It just all like Step into my clothing room. <laughs> in your smoking jacket and your pipe. I shall yeah, go to my clothing room and decide what I shall wear for this evening's party. Uh, yes, I will go in there and come out with my cosplay outfit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's where I keep my Goku cosplay in my clothing room. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> <And my funny> <laughs> <stars>. <laughs> so, aside from that, yeah, and the uh, front room, uh, the living room, dining room is really nice. Uh, we get to adjust our own heat and uh cooling now. you get to adjust so, your own heat yes wow i get to welcome adjust to my the own 21st heat. century and i get to adjust Actually, my i was around in the 20th but anyway. well anyway all i'm saying he's even got indoor plumbing <laughs> I was like, holy oh, shit yeah, and I whoa yeah. damn with a ventilated damn ceiling fan Woo, what? no with a ventilated and your rooms aren't made of mud Oh, no, not at all. Are you kidding? It's the most amazing hey. thing. I mean, hey, you know. Hey, you're imagine. still further along in technology than anything in Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get don't get Jeff started now. He, we've already lost less, and, and, and we don't need to give Jeff any more reason to go ahead on a, on a rant. But, yes, but rants are good. Anyway. Uh, well, as long as we're going to talk about Les, yeah. so, so Les has been around for decades, and he's the score overnight guy, and has been for quite some time. At one point, it's funny, at one point the score did take him off overnights, and I know this because I was working at Sporting News Radio, and we had replaced Les as the overnight show, and there were enough complaints 
that they removed our overnight show and put less back on. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, that's how po- that's how how much people wanted less on overnight. So so less would run the overnights and pick up shifts any any place. Less is and he's a unique character in terms of the fact that less didn't care what he looked like at times. Less was less was how do I put this? Less has less is kind less Ivan and Less have a lot in common except instead of albums, Less has all kinds of sports memorabilia all over the damn place. Oh yeah, I, I understand. My understanding is a savant. Yeah, and and he has so so less and and the other thing about Less is there are there are all kinds of stories. All of them are stories that are third party. I'm not going to tell any of them. A lot of them have to do with things that we don't really want to talk. Well, we do, but I'm not talking about them tonight. So so Les passed away unexpectedly, and I believe he's 69. Yeah, he's is, is where, was where yeah. was where he was at, and and so as I'm looking at things this morning, and I'm looking at Twitter, and I'm hearing about this, yeah, I saw something that. Um, I saw something about it in which, yeah, they list a GoFundMe. And the interesting part is, so Dan McNeil, who used to be on the score, retweets this and points out the fact that apparently Les, so Les has been doing about 25 hours a week of on-air programming at the score on, right. a, on a regular basis. And apparently never had health insurance with the score. And, and since he's under, and since he's under, 40 hours, they're not required to give him health insurance. Full-time well, benefits, I mean, no. In fairness, in fairness, when you're doing 25 hours on-air work, that's kind of bullshit. Because uh, of all the show too. prep and post-show briefings and meetings and right. whatnot. And, I mean, and in fairness, that, I mean, it, it, it's not short work, okay, to make well, a show. Well, it's not even that. It's, it's 25 hours a week. That's, that's kind of full-time if you're talking on-air. I mean... Yeah, That's... well, also, also, you know, there's our standard of what we do is full time on air and it's on air people, and then there's the rest of it, and that's the shame of it because the fact that everybody goes to the rest of it when it comes down to insurance and health and all the other shit that you know is important, but yet it's it's just you know. shocking. Yeah, the fact that... that a radio legend like him wasn't even employed full time with benefits at the station. Well, it's, it's and, and, and we're not it's talking about a small company. We're talking about CBS. That's what I'm or, saying. Or not CBS. Not CBS. I don't know what it is these days. Um, they've changed around so much in terms of, but they own like but ten stations point, in this in this in this market. And it, well, it's and, only we, we got four. We got four big corporations, maybe five now. Yeah. That own yeah, everything and, and, in fucking Chicago. You would tell me that. These motherfuckers couldn't go ahead and check in on our boy and say, hey, you know what? You know what? You're kicking ass. You're taking names. You're keeping the uh, you're keeping the, the, the books up to up to snuff and everything. And you're keeping the radio. Yeah. 670 to score is owned by CBS radio. Is it CBS so, at this yeah. point? So okay, I wasn't so, sure. So tell me, what the fuck is that? The CBS owned station in the third largest radio market in the country couldn't afford couldn't afford yeah. to bury one of their own. So, so the, the so in That's fairness, up. in fairness, 
so we, you know, oh, I, and this happened, this happened a little while ago. I, you know, I think we're aware that the sport, you know, Jeff Dickerson, the sports reporter, he, he passed away and there was a GoFundMe because both he and his wife passed away and they left, <coughs> they left a young child and there was a GoFundMe for him, for, for the kid as well. However, I happen to know that ESPN 1000, his employer, and I believe ESPN both donated heavily to that fund. Um, put, I think they both put in somewhere in the neighborhood of, of, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like at least twenty thousand apiece. I'm not hearing that so far from, you know, anybody. I'm well, we'll see as the days the go score. on. You know, right? It, they need to. Well, they need to. They need to write this egregious wrong. Okay, because egregious. This, this, Egregious, egregious, whatever the hell you want to say it. All I know is it's not right. And, you know, it, it's just like musicians. It's just like those in the creative sector. And it seems like everything with all these types of talented people and getting to the short shift of this whole thing. It's just it's 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 tacky and it's wrong. Yeah. Okay? Well, so so it's, so it's funny because Dan Dan McNeil, who used to be on the sport was the first one to talk about it. And then Mark G and Greco, who was with ABC seven and is yeah. now out there also retweeted it. And a few other people, including yours truly have retweeted it. And it's kind of funny because you, we are getting responses from people on Twitter. Some people like, Oh, people with access to, gr you know, celebrities with that, with access to grind at some of these people like, no, this isn't about that. Or, no, well, you know, wrong. other people don't have help. That's not, you know what? No. no. That's not what this is. This is it, not what this is. This is not a fucking forum to sit there and elevate yourself. But, oh, look at me, look at me. No. Yeah, well, uh, so yeah, uh, I did post, I did post something. I One story, one of, probably the most memorable story I have about last. I, I saw that today. That was um, touching. About less. It, it was funny because, see, I could, give it, I could give it a little bit more color here. So you should. I, Ivan, Ivan is a little bit more aware, but I'll, I'll kind of, I'll kind of make it clear. So when you go to a bait, when you go to a, a sporting event, especially like baseball, okay, mm -hmm. when you go into the press box, there are you kind of separate out based on what media you are. And right. when I say that in terms of the fact that the print media kind of usually sits together. And the radio people kind of sit together. And the well, TV, yeah, there's, there's other people, there's other people who kind of, you know, filter in between and all that kind of stuff. But usually radio people sit where the radio people do. And well, that's kind of known as Radio Row. And so mm -hmm. what was interesting about it was, so again, just, just to kind of reiterate. So, so back in 19, so, and this is one of Les's bigger stories is that back in 86, um, Les was down in New Orleans for the for the Super Bowl Bears, the '85 Bears, yeah. and there was a story that that came out. And Mike, you may remember this about where there was yeah. a New Orleans announcer who came on and said that Jim McMahon was at a spaghetti house at six three in the morning with WLSAM doing a doing a live spot where he called the lady the women of New Orleans sluts. And the men of New Orleans idiots. And yeah. it was a big thing. 
Well, the mm-hmm. only person from WLSAM who was even at the Super Bowl was Les Grobstein. And so, <laughs> so Les suddenly becomes a big focus in this because, well, he's the only one because there isn't anybody else credentialed or anybody mm-hmm. else down here from them. So right. Les, you know, I and I had read this story as a kid in Jim McMahon's book when he came out with it, and I had heard his point of his side of it and the fact that he was like, I can't believe like this is a three ring circus and they're all around Les Grobstein and this is ridiculous. And, and Les is, and, and like, they, like they even wrote an article about a guy named Les and that, you know, this really reality, this is part of how, you know, we talk about the Super Bowl and Super Bowl week and the frenzy before the 85 bears that didn't exist. The reason it exists is because of all the crazy crap that went on the week of the Super Bowl for the bears. They were the mm-hmm. ones who really started the crazy Super Bowl week shit. Okay, right. they they were the that's the other yeah. They were the they were the real innovators of why Super Bowl week became a thing. Um, right. Anyway, I had all I had heard that story had always proved to be false, and and I again I had only heard uh, Jim McMahon's version of it, and it just so happened that at the time. This is back in 1996. It was the 10th anniversary of the Chicago Bears boy winning the Super Bowl. Boy, has that been a long time now. Uh, Excuse me. But but, um, they were bringing, as part of the, you know, a look back, they were bringing on Buddy Gilberto onto WGN, which was the flagship of the Bears at the time. And so... Les happened to be talking about this with one of a couple of GM reporters, and he started to talk about his story of his version of it all. And none of us had ever heard it before, so he starts talking about it. And we're all supposed to be watching the White Sox. That's where we're at is the White Sox game. But But. all of us have heard about this story, but we don't. We've never heard the story. So he's going in and he starts talking about it. And we're sitting there listening to this, and again. This is we're over on Radio Row and we're listening to this. So I guess it starts to get out that Les is telling his version of the story because uh-huh. all of a sudden, like some of the print guys have kind of like found their way over over to the Radio Row section uh, <laughs> to listen to listen to this story. And the best is we were people were so engrossed in the story. It was funny. I just happened to while I was listening. I'm still keeping track and keeping score of the game. Someone was right. supposed to do a live update about the score. He's like, oh, shit, I haven't been paying attention. I'm like, no, I got it. This was what happened. They looked at me like, oh, God, thank you. I'm like, no problem. I understand. Um, so, yeah, so Les told this story and, like, basically engrossed us for, like, 20, 30 minutes, and we weren't paying attention to the game. Um, <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of – that's that's one. I mean, the other is – um, Les was there the day I pissed off Tom Cher. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've told this story, have I not? I believe you did. About where he kept putting he kept putting his mic over my mic, and I kept felt I kept putting my <laughs> mic over his mic flat. So yeah. I kept putting my mic over his mic. Flat. <clears throat> I kept going over my position because I have a shitty mic and he has a good one, and it's ruining my sound. Um, just like, <laughs> just like. He had had he had taped the the Jay Mariotti Tony Phillips altercation and he had right, he had audio of it 
and every so Ooh. often, like when I was driving in, in the, I was driving someplace and I would catch his open, I would catch me in the background talking because I could hear myself. Uh, <laughs> he had that in his open, and I was like, is that me? The first time I heard him, I was like, wait, is that me in the background? Yes, it is. Um, so, yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Less, I, you know, less is one of a kind. Uh, he's definitely a personality that is going to be hard to replace. Um, I don't know if you can. And, and I'll be curious to see what the score does with their overnights, but we'll see. So, um, hey, yeah, yeah. With 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 any with any turn of the switch, I'm sure it's probably going to go into live feed from elsewhere, like pretty much everything else that's been happening with radio. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. So. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, it, it's hard when you have someone who is that guy. You turn on the radio, why? Because I want to listen to that guy. You know, I'm, I'm interested in what that guy has to say. I like the way that guy, you know, puts over a show or puts over a uh, a game and such. You know, I mean, guys like that are few and far between now where they just focus their, you know, their laser focused in on whatever it is that they're doing. And then they're happy to do it. And they're always on top of line to do it. That's, that's, a, that's an integrity I feel that's lacking in a lot of things happening today in this uh, somewhat uh, <clears throat> squandered sensibility that has become media today. But Wow. I, I can tell you that there, there, there are probably there are some of the stories that could be out there right now. I mean, every yeah. story, everything I've ever heard about Les was he was ridiculously demanding as uh, of of producers and and board operators to a level of where it was ridiculous and yeah. and that yeah. it was all some of it was on and and his attitude was uncalled for but again you know well, but, I, then, I, but then but then you know some people they strive for that perfection they strive for that excellence you know it's kind of like yeah well, this but you don't baby. have to shit on no 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 you don't have to shit on the sh- you're not shitting on the minimum wage board ops no, you should yeah. shit on minimum well, wage board ops. Exactly you should shit, but they're not—they're not paid well either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, yeah. Well, all of us having been board ops, we've all been there. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we we we've all experienced the we've all experienced the the lavishness that is the sound man situation. Yeah, the only difference is this is the only difference, and this is the only thing we I would say. They got we were more. able to get well that. Well, yes, sometimes. Um, <laughs> no, there were periods where I got paid better than they did. Um, yeah. But like we also could get away with some things that they can't get away with because on-air talent wins all, at all times over there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and believe me, you know, all three of us have experienced the uh, being those, you know, being those uh, – uh, those colorful names around the, the microphone, you know, in those years, you know, the third largest market. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that can only imagine what it is that in many ways we've done. And uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's satisfying and I'm not trying to be boastful about it, but the uh, opportunity, you know, uh, presented itself and we ran with it as sure as many other people before us did. You know, but mm-hmm. but as far as like what happens with today's radio in its in its very strict sensibility, even their alleged 
freeform talking DJs don't really freeform, you know? So, yeah, and then you got guys like Les who can engage you for 20 and 30 minutes and you never lose a beat. I, I do know? have an amusing Les story that I can tell. So, All right, man. Fire away. So, so Les was working for Sporting News and Les, all Les was supposed to do because we were we had a local feed. We were buying time. I think we were paying for time on eight twenty at the time, okay. um, all day. And to add some local flavor, they had less come on and do sports updates. But the sports uh-huh. updates have had to be exactly two minutes. Ooh. Now, anybody who's ever worked with Les Brabstein knows that the word brief and lefts are not in the same are not in the same category. Um, so yeah. my understanding is, is it was very short lived because every single time Les would try to put in too much stuff and he would be talking and then they would go to commercial because oh. <laughs> because he, he he just could not hit the two minutes. And could not yeah. hear, could not get it to two minutes, um, and, and that became a problem. Um, but well, when you're in radio, like, the clock is your your the beast of burden. Well, right. Well, with, especially with this particular, I, I mean, it's different if you're doing a segment, and you're. It's different if you're, you know, when you're with a when you're with, when you're with a radio network, and there's a radio clock, and there's a certain amount of time. You need to be aware of that clock. And and here's the thing. With that, with, with that, it's one thing if we're talking about a radio segment. This isn't really a radio segment. This is a sporting news update. This is like a sporting news flash kind of thing. Well, okay, right. you've got two minutes. That's what you've got. you got to get all this in in two minutes. If it doesn't get in in two minutes, then it shouldn't be in there, or you got to figure it out. Unless the sports updates have ne- – even when he was doing for the score, they would take forever. So yeah, so a little bit, a little bit of uh, more is too much. <laughs> well, the point being is, is, it was funny to listen to the air checks for Lester be like, and on another news, and then it would go straight to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing, where it was like. Like there, like there. Suppose, like my boss was telling me, he's like, there were people who had like bets when Les would come on. It's like, what's the over under? He's actually going to make the two minutes. Like, people were <laughs> people betting. People could actually bet on him. <laughs> people were betting, and, and normally nine times out of ten, no one took less. <laughs> it got to the point where it was, what part do we think he'll get cut off at? <laughs> you know, so. Oh, so anyway, uh, again, welcome to Squares the Roundtable podcast. Uh, we've been hey, talking everybody. about drop scene. Uh, with me is Ivan Rivera. Welcome back. Hey, hey. hey glad to be here. You feeling better? Uh, getting there, you know, and uh, just rolling right along, feeling the best today that I've been in a while. So, yeah, doing all right. Doing all right. And, of course, Mike Boyle. Yo, yeah. gre- greetings. That's good. Like, this good. Okay. Uh, and this is episode 170. And thank you for playing 180. No. Oh, are we at 180? Yeah. Shit. Wow. Okay, well. Well, mm-hmm. numbers. Got it. Yes. Uh, okay. 
So, you know, Mike and I, so Ivan, Mike and I last week, we we had the gigantic dump of anything and everything we watched for like two weeks. So, yeah. so I guess out of curiosity, was there anything that you watched or anything you picked up in the last couple of weeks? You've that just been moving or what have you been doing? Or you've just been moving? Well, a lot of it was made up of moving. Uh, I did catch Encanto, which I thought was great. Uh, it's on Disney see. Plus, yeah. I see the yeah. uh, uh, commercials for that. Yeah, it's really it's really quite good. Um, and then uh, I, I will talk about it later if I haven't spoken about it before. No, go ahead and talk about uh, it now. What, what 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 are your thoughts on it? What's it about? Well, you know, okay, uh, you know, it's here we go. It's Disney saying, okay, we're going to go ahead to the well of uh of uh you know of its previous uh disney uh invention from you know a hispanic place you know yes in mexico you know talking about coco okay now two different stories very family oriented okay and a lot of you know a lot of the uh the bells and whistle you know yes a family that's instilled with all this magic and uh each one's supposed to get a door that gives them their blessing or their enchantment. And each of these sisters and brothers have some kind of thing that they do, except for this one, except for this one who, through chance, ends up having to actually fight for her power while actually discovering the shortcomings of everybody else with these certain powers in within the family frame. So... Yeah, it's a family movie set with a whole lot of lot of really good music. Lin Manuel, you know, wrote a lot of the music. The same guy from Hamilton, and uh, the uh, cute the colors in this are not quite as bright and fluorescent as they are in Coco. They're a lot more pictorial in their design, as far as like uh, I want to say, I want to say if you went to you know uh, when you go to South America, you know they do have their their color scheme as to what they do and they're, they're they're more pastel and more light and more fluffy than the ever you know effervescent you know fluorescent you know type of thing that coco was the music carried it well and uh you know all of the melodies you know the, you know finger snapper toe tappers you know they kind of rolled right along they helped the story along quite well had your fair share of formula adventure heartbreak moment uh and uh, triumphant ending and of such, you know. But, yeah, definitely a good family movie. And uh, the fact that Disney is going out there and adding more in the uh, Hispanic sensibility as to what they're doing in their animation these days, you know, it's quite refreshing. I mean, Hollywood still has a long way to go yet on this endeavor. But as far as the, uh, the animation, I have to say that uh, – the people at Pixar, you know, really have done a, a wonderful thing. So, you know, yes, definitely go see, go see it. And, uh, you know, the music is engaging, uh, very well written, you know, very well played. Uh, the story, uh, although a bit light, will definitely be easier, a little easier to follow than, say, Coco. It's not as quite as complicated, but still, you know, still rather enjoyable. And uh, when I went to go see it, uh, I think I, I think there were like twelve other people in the theater along there with me, you know. And uh, what else? Uh, what else did I go catch? Oh yeah, I did catch uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. 
Okay. And I thought, and I thought it was spectacular. You think it was, thought you it thought it was amazing? I mean, not, I wouldn't say amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't say amazing. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I mean, in my, I mean, okay. For someone who doesn't, you know, hold true to the, the comic books or the, the, the franchise like you guys do. So I'm telling you this from an everyman point of view. Just off the street, just walking on in, I want to see a movie. And I've heard so much about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So I says, okay, I'm going to go ahead and sit there. Another, another day where I'm in a theater with very few people. You know, love my Logan Theater. And so I get to sitting in there, and I'm just watching with bated breath, saying, oh, okay, I've heard so much about this movie. Uh, do I get expectations of it? Mm, maybe a little bit. Is it going to live up but to then, the hype? Pardon me? Is it going to live up to the hype? Exactly. And believe me, there was a lot of hype about it. Okay? And uh, was I blown away? Not spectacularly, no. Okay? And... Not amazingly either. <laughs> just about to say that. Not amazingly either. No, you're right. I, I wasn't as I wasn't as I wasn't as blown away as I would have liked to have been blown away by this movie. And the fact that they kind of lean back to the you know the Spider-Man of the other realms and everything else, and that whole thing kind of was like, okay, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to give everybody an opportunity to say, well, he's the weaker Spider-Man. Oh, this Spider-Man, he's not as weak, but he's still kind of this. But then we got this Spider-Man here. And you're like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> All right. So that and, and, uh, that pulled you out of the excitement? You didn't care for that? You just wanted one Spider-Man? Well, I would have I liked to have been one Spider-Man from start to finish. And why they would have to rely on the, the the alter universe in order to try to make a specific point within the story frame. I don't know if it's just flight to fancy or just we're going to try this and see if it works. Uh, but I, I went away. I went away with a with a three three year man type of feel to it. You know, that's. You know, I mean, the special effects were great. The, you know, the story within of itself, you know, went along well until up to the point where the multiple Spider-Men started showing up. And I was just like, oh, shit. Now I got to see you try to follow all this alternate action as well as. The see, you're 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 not emotionally invested in these other Spider-Man films where we are, where we've seen these uh, act actors send these different portrayals of Peter Parker and see them all interact with each other was quite a treat for the for the, the dark heart, diehard well, okay. fans. Yeah, okay, for the diehard fans, see, but I'm not a diehard fan. See, so for me, it just I made mean, it slightly chaotic because unless you really are within the diehard of it, of the story, and the diehard of the franchise and everything, you, you, you don't quite get it. And then you just don't figure why did they go that route but if i was a diehard uh spider-man fan then it would have been like oh wow i get three for the price of one fuck yeah let's kick ass and take these ho ho here we go you know but it was lost on me but essentially like it says for me a good film not a great film for a guy like me but 
still a good film if you know and i'm sure for the diehards and the people who have followed along with that yeah god bless you go see it fair enough i'm glad you had enjoyed it to its extent mm-hmm. yeah i did i did you know and, and like i said this is just your common your common man off the street guy okay because you common know man with know a clothing room though no less yes but no closet. <laughs> <laughs> no closet, just one clothing room. One big clothing room. Yeah. I actually like it. It's kind of neat. He didn't even cosplay Spider-Man when he went. And he had a yeah. clothing room. Yeah, I see that room. one TikTok video where uh, Tom Holland runs into the theater and does a flip in front of the the movie audience. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Wearing the Spider-Man what guard. What else is going on with you? Ivan, what else did you see? Uh, let's see, what else? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, aside from the two movies I got away with seeing, and, uh, the rest of it was just made up of being my own, being my own superhero, trying to move everything out of the apartment, you know, with the, uh, <clears throat> with literally the clock ticking behind me. Are you and now fully out of diversity? Yes, I am. I'm fully out of diversity now. Everything is safe in the storage room with, uh, about three feet of space left in the storage room. Hmm. And uh, so everything's, everything's, uh, everything's packed and tucked away tight and everything. Everything that, uh, that ended up coming here was not part of the apartment. So, you know, the only reason why everything's staying in storage for a little bit is because I just want to make sure any and all toxic situations end up dying over there. And uh, as far as... Um, Everything else, yeah, uh, it, it was it was really quite the uh, it was really quite the adventure, and I had to name a few people who were part of my little adventure. You know, my my brother Drew, hey man, uh, shout out to you, thanks for being there with the truck, and uh, of course bringing Ray along from uh, you know Dark Fog, the band, great band by the way. Uh, if you ever checked them out on the internet. Okay, and uh, yeah, so at first it was Drew. At first it was Drew and Ray, and they both came up, and they helped me with the the bulk of the music. And uh, that was nothing short of amazing. As we're sliding, you know, cases of records down the stairs, uh, and getting everything out into the truck, and you know, and then getting to the uh, life source place. That's where my storage is right now, which is only like five minutes away from my house, which is beautiful because now it's, it's nearby. And uh, then uh, of uh, from uh, from the uh, from the Chicago mod page page, okay, you know, uh, the all mod page. Uh, Debbie Benjamin Kohler. Here's another person I want to give uh, a great amount of thanks to who came out with her van and risked driving in the snow to get several loads with me and her and I. That was the first time we've actually spent uh, this wonderful. Uh, this 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 wonderful slash adventurous time together, um, <laughs> getting all this stuff out of the apartment and driving in the in the snow that we had that day, which came down real real heavy, and uh, you know but we you know she navigated it. We got there, we laughed about it, we uh, had a, had a wonderful time, and uh, you know and 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 then uh, you know so yeah she came out and I thank you again Debbie and. You know, blessings to you, your husband, and your kids. And uh, also, uh, my friend V. Fabre from Mathers, who I hadn't seen in like three years, oh. showed up. 
with her car and she ended up helping me move a load out of the apartment as well and uh and then uh then you know carlo and then uh, uh soraya and russell came by and they moved out a bunch of stuff with me too and this all happened during the time that okay uh, as 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 julie was going through her trials and tribulations you know with what happened with her mom in december her mother yeah. passing away and everything and then she became very ill and uh, so she had to, you know, sit home and get healing. So left, you know, me to my own devices. And of course, thank, 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 thank the forces of the universe who came out, and all the angels that came out and decided to help an old, you know, broke down owl out of his own little situation here. And I thank you in my heart. Thank you so much. And of course, everyone was rewarded. Everyone was rewarded. Uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Drew and Ray taking a good prize basket of albums home with them and, you know, different ephemera that I had, you know, assorted things that, you know, I'm like, yeah, they, they, I've had my time with them. And it's time for them to move on to these people that I know it's going to be with them a lot longer than I will be here. So, yeah, uh, Drew got to pull out a bunch of great jazz albums. Ray, I gave him a bunch of albums. Uh, Debbie, you know, was you know, I opened up, I popped the top off all my doubles. I said, help yourself, you know, to the music. Did anyone want to get a shrubbery? You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody got, everybody got fed. Everybody got paid. Everybody, you know, got a little something out of the whole thing. It was, you know, it was a lot of work, but got it done. And then uh, June, everything was completed by January 2nd. And that was when I put the uh, the fabulous ozone stuck in the mouth crazy uh, bowler picture out there, and said, "Yeah, we're done." And uh, and then not long after I got done, that's when I ended up getting sick <laughs> yeah. because busy moving out in you know anywhere between ten and fifteen degree weather. And <laughs> maybe you're in and out of the cold, and yeah, in and out of the cold, in and into the into yeah. this, and then of course going down. Uh, two flights of steps, which <laughs> I was a very sore guy for for a couple of weeks there, and then it was just you know it was just like I said, so it was just coming back and everything. So now what's nice is that with the den and everything, now I can rebuild it from the bottom up now and everything because I got fresh new stock of records over at my mother's house that I just got in, and. I still have the remaining stuff that's over at Laura's house, which I'm finally going to get to clear out of there, thank God, and close the door on that chapter of my life this year, which I'll be very happy for that. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, just be able to start anew. It'll be, just like, it'll be just like me going out record shopping, but not me spending a dime. I'll just go to the vault and just go through my stuff, and and it'll be great, you know. And then uh, whatever I got extra going to start selling, thinking of doing a Discogs page. That's kind of a thought process. I don't know yet. I'm not sure. Maybe. And uh, then, of course, I'm going to have, like, powwow days where I'm going to invite, you know, particular individuals to come in and just say, here you go. Uh, have at it. Uh, take it away. Uh, no, 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 no price. No, no, no money necessary. Just uh, work it out. And, yeah. Cause I, and you know, trade. Mm, trade. Well, Good I mean, for tribe. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I got. I got to work it out, all right, baby. I got. I got heaping. I got heaping wampum in the wigwam, man. <laughs> Some peace pipe. 
Yeah, I got some peace pipe too. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna clean the kitty litter box. <laughs> oh, speaking of kitty litter box, ding dong, here we go. <clears throat> there are things to be said. Now a lot of people they make fun about the whole pretty litter thing for cats. Why I wanna tell you something. There is a product out there and it's called pretty litter. And let me tell you something. I could go ahead and give you guys the endorsement of a lifetime because let me tell you something. When you got two cats that are always eating, which means they're always pooping. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> okay. what cats do. Well, okay. yeah. Yeah, but, well, but you, the, you poop, don't you? Yes, yes. But the thing is, these guys, man, it's like, you know, you clean out the box, you go over there, and they're just like, dang, I just cleaned out this box. Anyway, the nice thing about Pretty Litter is, number one, it lasts a month, and you're saying, how does it last a month? There's something kind of an ingredient that's in it that absorbs the water, but when the cats poop in it, all you do is you stick the shovel in there, and you shake it out like you would look panning for gold. Right, the old prospector, right. That's right, and then you just go ahead and you toss it out, and it's it lasts a month, and it don't smell. I found me some nuggets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me a lot of nuggets. Take them to the so, local trading post. <laughs> So, so yeah, so definitely, uh, you kid, you kid, uh, you people with cats out there, get a load of that pretty litter, man. It, it, it's a little, little bit more money, but you get it once a month. It's delivered to your house. You don't have to go get it. And one, one box lasts you a month. It's great. Plus, it's real crunchy. You know, and it smells great. And I mean, how can you imagine when you have the cats taking a shit and it smells like flowers? Really? I'll take it. <laughs> okay. As long as it doesn't smell like shit and flowers. <laughs> no, no shit. <laughs> Real literally, no mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> I'm glad you're uh, uh, another pretty little success story from the Spurs yeah, Roundtable right, podcast. There you go. But uh, anyway, what else is? What other nutty thing has happened? The fact that uh, John, my friend John Seba, uh, you know who's. Generosity has helped out during my time of need, you know, with with wonderful with wonderful things, you know, wonderful containers of of soup and 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 and, and ginger ale and orange juice and movies. So thank you, John, you know, for, for you know looking out after your old boy over here too. And you know, yeah, a lot of people are very generous with their time. And so yeah, it's it's uh, it's been quite that situation in the last uh, now first 17 days of uh, the new year and uh, yeah so everything is everything is good made my I mean, you know Julie's been taking care of her mother's effects that's why she's not here tonight and uh, you know they're doing the last of everything out of her apartment so yeah uh, I've been cooking for myself and enjoyed the hell out of my uh, my burrito today in the in the herb tortilla which that was really good and uh, let's see. Then, then, like I said, making my own soup, just kind of doing a lot with this kitchen and discovering that, yeah, everything in the microwave and the stove are amazingly fast. Not like my old stove, which took forever to cook everything. <laughs> Is it gas or electric? It's a, it's gas. Okay. It's gas. So it's you know, but it's it's good and. Uh, Got my first. I got my first bill for the gas here. Very little. Very you new. Know, this is great. I pay less. I pay less here 
for everything you your rent utilities and everything like that, and yet I've got twice the 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 the, the square footage. Can't wait till you guys come here and visit, man. You'll love it. Okay, well, get yourself settled, and we'll we'll talk. Absolutely, love to have you guys over for a pizza night or something or game night. Oh man, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I would like that. Okay, well, there's my there's my corner of the world. What do you guys do? Um, I've, I've, this would be short for me. I've just been, this was my weekend for work and getting, um, just stuff in order here at the house. Just been, all I've watched is a book of Boba Fett and we'll talk about that later. But I started, uh, uh, Star Trek Prodigy on Paramount Plus, but I'm not catching up with that. I'm trying to catch up on 1883, but it's just... It's not, not, it's not grabbing me, and it is brutal. I mean, I mean, life in the old west what, really did suck. I mean, yeah, not a not a Seven Eleven anywhere. <laughs> and, uh, oh, no. But anyway, I'm trying to get into that. I'll know. We'll see if I can continue with it. But, uh, but I've said I've just been busy with work. So Jeff, how's your week been, my friend? Um. All right. I guess you, you know it's funny you said about 1883. I did kind of start to try to watch it and. I was a little bit on the tired side. By the way, Ivan, you're getting a lot of feedback on your on your end. Feedback? Are you in your kitchen? Yeah, I'm in my kitchen. Yeah. Okay. What's uh, what's cooking? Nothing. That's the that's the uh, the heater. Okay. Okay. I don't know. You're just getting a lot. It's like maybe the the gain's too high or something. I don't know. Well, well what it, what happens is that if I don't speak, the the the, the compressor that's on the system opens itself up because it's trying to catch whatever is in the room. So that's what's happening. So okay. you just kept okay. in the room in this. No, that's fine. Well, I'm not. No, now I'm hearing again. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Uh, I'll say let's something. See. So apparently, apparently I, uh, apparently I gave the favor of, of, of adult actress Kendra Lust this week. Oh, uh, apparently she wants to be in the WWE Royal Rumble, so I kind of retweeted that and said to Paul Heyman, hey, maybe you should get paid. You should, you got a new client. And then she retweeted it. Oh, shit. So, so it was kind of amusing. And she's like, well, you know, I am a Paul Heyman girl. So apparently, I, so that happened. And then yesterday I got into a discussion on about 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 i guess fat jokes or fat shaming with christopher titus what uh on twitter so that happened uh, okay so that happened and then <laughs> um so so there's so there's that that's my week with twitter um <laughs> not to mention that apparently i my usual Annoyance at the fact of silly Colts fans who, silly Colts fans and silly Bulls fans who are over overreacting about certain things. Uh, oh, about the about the uh, the, uh, the the referees and things like that. No, that's that. No, no that doesn't fire, fire for anything I have to worry about. Um, but um, and then what else? Um, so I got to a. I got to a good amount of TV. It sounds like, Mike, you did not yet no. get to the Eternals. No, I did not. That's on my to-do list along with Shang-Chi, but... 
Okay. I so family, I know. I had a family member who was all like, "Mike, I've tried I saw, watching I saw, this. I, I turned saw, it off after a half an hour." I'm like, hey, "You got to keep trying." You know, it's you know. For which one? The Eternals. Okay, yeah, I so, seen the Eternals. So, I know. I we. Like I, I know you saw it. Yeah, but it's on. It's now like, that it's free on Disney Plus. Uh, right. Jeff and I have no excuse, but we're like, nah. guys, haven't gotten near it yet, huh? I just no, saw I it. No, I have. I actually saw it. I actually watched it. Okay, what are your thoughts on it? What do you think? Um, it jump. It you know it's funny. It has a lot of the same problems Shang Chi has, and the fact that it jumps all over the place, and it jumps back and forth way too much. The only difference is is there there's more characters this time. A lot of characters. Um, there's a lot more characters this time, and right. and and so there's just a point where I'm like, at some point I'm like. I don't care. It's just too right. hard to follow. There's not enough time I, I, well, to get you emotionally invested in any of these characters. Well, the other yeah. problem is, is that, again, and, and I'll admit some bias here, which is, you know what? I've never read an Eternals comic. I don't... Un- the Celestial stuff was never stuff that was anything of interest to me um, on, an, on that I'm aware of. Um, all that stuff has never been something I've been interested in. Right. And, right. and so, and so to me, that doesn't help either in the fact that it's like, I don't have any real pull on these characters. Yeah. You know, these aren't characters that I'm sitting there going, okay, I'll give you a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. And I thought the, you know, with where they ended things, with certain, with certain aspects, with certain aspects of how they ended things, now I'm confused about exactly what their plan is with some of the things that they've done. Um, if anything, the one thing I would tell you is, if anything, the best parts of the movie are are the two po- the two most interesting parts of the movie are the two post credit scenes. Mm, um, that's disappointing to hear. Well, <laughs> the problem is, is when I say this. I, I see. I don't want to spoil anything, I, but you know, um, how do I say? It? Let's just say it's it's not necessarily because of that. It's just no. There's no way I can say this without spoiling anything, Mike. So I'll just keep my mouth. Go shut. ahead. All right. Um, so the thing is, is, the Eternals. I know there's the meme because it says the Eternals will return, and there's the mm-hmm. meme of uh, Peter Dinklage's character in uh, Infinity War saying, "Yes, that's what Eternal means." But yeah, he's not in it. But I know, I, I know. That's just a meme that's going around. They, they, right. they wanted they're, they leave it open for a sequel or some kind. I mean, the, at, at points the characters are interesting, but and there could be some stuff that's worthwhile. That and uh, just, this is the second Marvel film that mentions the Celestials. Was there any mention of Ego from Guardians Two? No. Hmm. Okay. No, no mention of that. No not mention of nowhere either. Either or. Because the bad guys uh, are these deviants, right? And mm-hmm. well, yes. Well, again, I'm gonna leave that alone. Okay. Um, I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, uh, the long and the short <laughs> of it is, the long and short of it is, I, I just felt like, you know, the thing of the thing about both Shang Chi and the Eternals are, these are two character. These are two. This is well, I shouldn't say characters. Shang-Chi and Eternals are two titles where a lot of your audience 
don't know don't know who they are. And P.S. When I say that, I'm not necessarily just saying the average person who walks into the theater. There, I mean, for the life of me that I'm aware of, I Shang Chi was never a book when I grew up. It was there were there wasn't a Shang Chi book that I'm aware of that I could ever have picked up. The Eternals, I I was another thing. Yeah, this was like two years ago when they announced these projects. Mm-hmm. We these this was a this was going to be a point of contention with us. It's like yeah. how do we get emotionally invested in these characters we have no know nothing about? Well, and the thing is, is I think the diehard, I think some of the diehards and some of the others, they were good with it no matter what. But my reaction, I'll be honest, I'm kind of glad that in, in some ways it's like, yeah, I don't know how happy I would have been stuck in a theater watching both of these. Um, I'm glad that I didn't have to be stuck in the theater watching these versus Spider-Man where I definitely felt like I got my bang for my buck. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it was worth seeing. Um, these two movies, I didn't feel that way. And and I'm kind of glad I didn't pay to go see either one and that I wait and that I just basically was like, okay, I'll wait for Disney Plus. And, and, I, and I'm okay with that. I saw the, uh, when I did see the Eternals, you know, in the theater and such, uh, you know, you know, gauging, you know, the audience response that was with me the day that we went to go see the movie. And it just, uh, uh, let's just say for maybe it's lack of focus. Maybe they were trying to do a number of things at the same time, but yet you couldn't latch onto any one thing for any one point within the frame of the movie. So, uh, unless it's one of those things where you pick and you choose who you want to follow in the movie or a particular storyline within the frame of the movie, but it's just for me there was just there was just too much going on and for me to actually follow any one thing yeah well i remember you you gave it a pretty good review when you saw it i mean it seemed like you enjoyed it at when oh you, yeah I, I enjoyed it yeah. again you know as the person off the like street, i said there were just so many different characters they were introducing and they've got all these each one has crazy powers which they usually oh do. yeah exactly i mean they everybody that they introduced all the way from you know uh, in, in every in every character that was in the movie, you know, with the sense of extraordinary powers amongst them, you almost get to a point where you're just like, well, who's got the superior powers here? Because their powers are just so ginormous. Okay, if that's a word. But, um, yeah. It's, but, you know, I mean, it didn't lack on, you know, action when it did have its action points. But at the same time, you know, again, there was just a lot. And then you're thinking, well, which which storyline are they ending on towards the end? And I'll leave it there. But again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm with you, Ivan, on that. See, because so there's, there's two there's two there's really two po- there's two points to, to to what you're talking about right there. There's what happens right? to the Eternals and then there's the aftermath of of what happens that what what happened in the big fight that right i'm like sitting there and going well which okay, is it well that's interesting uh you're just gonna leave it that's just where we're leaving things like this and it's like hmm 
Interesting. Not sure how that works. Um, curious. Well, I, I think. Do you think maybe they just introduced the, the the two different ending situations as a point of well, which one are these people going to react to, and that's where the next movie is going to go to? Well, I mean, the one. Okay, so the one part that we're talking about, which yeah. is about kind of how things end, how the fight ends, right, and kind of. Where, what is left over from said fight. Right. Okay. To me, it's like, okay, that's kind of a big thing. And I'm, and I'm like kind of sitting here going, great, when do they plan on addressing this in other Marvel title and other Marvel Cinematic Universe titles? Because right. that seems kind of like something that needs to be addressed addressed and and not just when ps the eternals show back up again by that point that's way too late uh no i i would hope that this is something that gets addressed sooner than that and and so that's but the thing is i'm not sure based on what they've got coming out Uh actually i take it back there might be a couple places where it could get addressed in movies but really i'm I'm like sitting there and I'm pinpointing stuff and I'm like, it's possible it doesn't get addressed at all. You know, it, it well, really. Uh, yeah, and then, but then, then see, then what's the purpose of ha- Yeah, exactly. But then you would think, what's the purpose of having an Eternals movie if you're not going to address the next level somehow? Yeah. Well, sometimes well, it's not about the next level. It's about whether you care about these characters when you want to, if you want to see more of them. Right. That, well, that's so exactly that, the point. Right, so there's kind of a specific ending regarding the characters, too. Right. Well, yes and no, because it's only some of the characters, not all the characters. Well, yeah. That's that's the other interesting part of it. It's a splintering of what happens at the end. It splinters. Right, so, you know, I'm curious if, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to say too much because Mike. Oh hasn't no, I'm seen not me either. This I is do why plan I'm to watch it. Through. I mean, it's I've got a day right. off. I've got a weekend off. Finally, this weekend. So this might. There you so. go. Yeah, go check no, it absolutely. out. Absolutely. And then come back with it, and then we'll just put those. Yeah, and then and we'll yeah. do a deeper dive. Um, so so yeah. I'll, I'll leave it there for now. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a decent enough watch. I don't think you're going to be sitting there. I don't think you're going to be sitting there being like. <laughs> Oh, this was a total waste of time. Um, I I did see, I did see Power of the Dog on Netflix. What's that about? Oh God, it's one of those award movies that it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and I can't remember who uh, Kristen Dunst and I can't remember the other guy's name. Honestly, if you really want my honest opinion, I don't know what it was about. What? You know, it's based on a Bible verse, and it just, it was long, it was slow, the acting was good, I just, I gotta be honest, I didn't care. I didn't care by the end, and and I was just like, okay, this needs to end. (laughs) Um, I, I just wasn't a fan, I mean... Yeah, I just wasn't in the mood for it. I don't know. It's just, and it's like it wasn't, it wasn't, those... it wasn't Charles. It wasn't Charleston Heston good. No, the problem is at some point it's like sometimes it's like 
okay, I need Google to understand. You know, when you're saying they're going to, I need to Google to make sure I understood what the app and at the end. Oh. And it's like, well, you just aren't understanding enough of the layers. No, I understand just fine. What, I just, what was the name of this again? Power of the Dog. It's, okay. It's, it's, I think, I, I believe it's up for awards and stuff. Hmm. Um, it's, it's, a, it's based in the West back in the... It's the. It's got to be the ni- or the early 1900s. About two brothers, and the one brother is kind of making fun of the other brother, and then the other brother, the other brother is um, ends up marrying, and they and marrying a, a woman who has a son, and yeah, it's just, it's like it's a humor and interaction piece. It's just I don't know. Again, I don't know. I just got bored. Anyway. Um, Expanse's season finale, actually ser- series finale, took place. Uh, th- went really, really well. Uh, I'm thrilled with it. I still don't understand why, uh, why one of the storylines they did was in there because it really didn't seem to tie to just about anything that was going on. And it seems like it was like they're setting seeds for future shows. And I'm like, but you don't have future shows. Although there's all kinds of rumors that they're going to, uh, and maybe not with Amazon, but but overall, solid, solid six episodes. Um, I do think that they could have done what they did at the beginning, in the in the in the early episodes, and then done something else. But this is the direction they wanted to go, and okay, good enough. Um, the one thing I will say is. So I got a chance to watch Peacemaker today. Okay. On HBO. Oh. With Eagly? Wow, is that fun. Wow, the is, is that The Russians looked show. interesting when I it's saw on that. HBO Max, you watched the first three? Yeah, so I watched the first three. First of all, even... And it's out there, it can be found. The title, the opening title sequence is brilliant. Just for that alone, you should watch um, Cena is great in this. Cena is absolutely spectacular. Um, he's kind of got the Johnny Lawrence thing going, except he's a little bit more aware. Mike, okay. It, 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 looked, it looked to me like it just it just kind of just kind of touched upon the campy in a way. It is. And it this is, is a yeah, direct I mean... <laughs> this is a direct continuation of of the Suicide Squad. It is. Okay. Uh, quite frankly, it's better than the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, it was on the other night. I forget what station it was on, but it was on one of the cable channels. I was like, I just can't watch this. What, the second one? The new one? Yeah, the new one. Yeah, it was on one of the cable okay. channels. I was surfing the other night late when I got home. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't like... I wasn't a big a fan. I wasn't a big a fan of the, of the second Super Squad. It was good, but it wasn't great. This is much better. Much, much better. And, well, and John C. The, the casting is good. It's funny. It's interesting. There's good action. Um, Cena really just gets to like basically stretch his legs in this. It's a high recommend. This is this is a hit. If they right. if they if they if the, if the episodes can keep going the way they're going, it is it is absolutely a joy Ooh. and enjoyable. And and James Gunn does a great job with it. This is exactly the kind of show that Warner Brothers and DC Comics needs 
Um, you need to invest in. And 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 and, and it, it's solid. It's solid. It's a lot of fun. And and I mean, I don't want to ruin anything, you know. Um, but they that but yeah, I, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm I'm looking forward <laughs> to future episodes. Uh, the storyline's interesting. I'm curious. I'll be honest. I can't figure out who the villain is, and I'm positive that there's somebody. It's somebody that I should know, but I can't figure it out. So good for James Gunn that I can't figure it out. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I'll um, I'll check it out. If it's on HBO Max, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. It's it's exclusively HBO Max. It is yeah. not on HBO. It is specifically the Max, yeah. and it is like I said. I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, is it that same type of dark? No, gratuitous. Well, I mean, there's aspects to it, but it's funnier. It's a lot okay. lighter in okay. a lot of places. Um, you know, and and it's a little bit. It's a lot more comedic. It's a lot more. It's dark and yet it's very fluffy. Kind of like a um, cupcake. Maybe. It's dark, but it's got a fluffy center. Creamy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that, but again, like oh I said, country. I <laughs> I thought of I, it. I I had I had a little bit of dread because I wasn't a Suicide Squad fan, but this was really good, and I enjoyed it. You know, I mean, my only nitpick would be, you know, they they use Vigilante and AKA Adrian Chase. It's nothing like anything that they ever did with Adrian Chase in the comics. At the same time, I'm down with it. It's okay. I can live with this. It, it's, yeah. Sounds yeah. like fun. I, I, I mean, what I mean, I mean, the rushes that I that I saw seems like they're they're promoting the the uh, the, the the comedic side of the the series. So, yeah, it's got. Oh, it, 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 it's and and mine, the best but... part is some of the funniest stuff isn't. Some of the funniest stuff isn't in the rushes. Oh, I'm sure. Some of the funniest stuff isn't in the rushes. That's most reassuring. You don't don't always put the best stuff in there. On top of it, he talks a lot about different stuff that (coughs) you literally, like, you sit there and go, okay, apparently that exists in the DC Extended Universe. Didn't realize that (laughs) character existed in the DC Extended Universe. There's one that literally I was like, you're kidding me. They're yeah. they're they're actually admitting they're actually letting that character be a real character in the DC extended universe that they've brought over from the comics. I can't believe they did it. Wow, that um, sounds. Cool. But I don't want to ruin it because Mike. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, let's yeah, let's tiptoe around that. So, well, if you say it's better than the Suicide Squad, and I was barely able to tolerate it, so. Oh, oh, by leaps and bounds. Okay, good. Oh, by by leaps and bounds, um, it's if anything. Um, you know, I would say of the DC shows on Max, this is the best one so far. Oh, I'm sorry, I did watch. So I did watch the two the 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 pre the new season for for Superman Lois for season two. Um, not sure who the villain is yet. Um, I'm really kind of hoping that they don't turn this into, um. A United States versus Superman thing, but that's where it seems like it's going. And um, again, at times it just 
you know, it gets a little slow and methodical at points. I mean, it's not nearly as bad as last season. Uh, that Naomi show, I don't know. We'll have to see. I watched the first episode. It's it, it's got some interesting ideas, but it's easily it's without question it's not aimed at my age group. Um, um, and that's fine. But at the same time, you know, I can see how certain people are gonna be like, yeah, that's not for me. So. But yeah, like, I think those are that's kind of the big stuff from that's kind of the big stuff that I can think of from from last week. Um, the only other thing I can I would think I can I don't know if you saw this, so I guess Ghostbusters has a a scented candle trap that looks like one of the Ghostbuster traps. Have you seen this? Yeah, so like, <laughs> it's like an incense burner that's shaped like the trap. Yeah. So it smolders <laughs> just like the trap mm-hmm. when they catch a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do plan to see that when it's available for rent. Right now, you can buy yeah. it on your usual yeah, platforms, but I'm waiting until <laughs> it's like five bucks to rent, and then I'll watch Afterlife. Yeah, I think Sing might be available. Uh, Sing Two might be available on Apple, but I think I'll wait a little bit longer. So we'll see. Um, yeah, have it. Oh, that's right. I did see. You know, that's right. Sing two, yes, I did see Sing two. Oh, you did see Sing two, so so what you think? Yes. You saw it in the theater, obviously. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, I saw a third movie. Like, oh okay, good. What, what would you? <laughs> I'm... Okay, you know, okay, yeah, I did see this. You know, because it, it, it I'm sorry, I just uh, last my my head's been in a fog because of the sickness I've been going through, and it's just like the brain's malfunctioning here a little bit. Anyway, but yeah, Sing. Sing to, all right, and I will give it to you. And can I say uh, more, please? Yes, I can. So it really? was more. So it was more the same from the first movie. No, 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 no. Can I say more, please? Meaning, can I get more? Sing. I enjoyed it that much. I mean, okay. Uh, you got a case where you know they develop you developed your characters in Sing Number One, and you fall in love with some of them. Some of them they really you can really relate with. Some you can get engaged with, in in in, in Sing. Not to mention that the uh, naturally the pop culture reference is high in both these movies. And but the point of the matter is the fact that anyone can sing. It almost goes back to the whole. Ratatouille, anyone can cook type of formula. So it, it comes right from that thing. And they topped it. They didn't just meet with it. They topped it in an entirely different storyline. They didn't, like, extend number one into number two. Number two is its own entity. Okay? And, you know, you got some of the previous characters uh, doing, you know, advanced things in number two. And uh, just this wonderful foray into music and, and very family-friendly and uh, the sense of dramatic is there, true. And the sense of story there, the slapstick is still in it, just amped up a little bit. And the fact that they went across with popular music theme, you know, within the frame of the motion picture, which, okay, we know what we're getting at. Yeah, saying, yeah, definitely not for our particular age group, but still not, it, it doesn't leave you cold though. It brings you in. Okay. And, uh, it just, it just has a number of really wonderful bells and whistles within the, 
the animation and the uh, the storyline, and it, it'll it'll bring you in. A lot of feel good moments, a lot of feel moments in the movie. So yes, definitely uh, definitely something you wanna you wanna take in. And if you haven't seen Sing Number One, do your research. Check out Sing Number One. Hit Sing Number Two. And you'll be in for a great double feature evening worth of pizza, good times, lots of laughs, and wonderful and wonderful moments. What do you give it out of five? Out of five, I would give it four four point eight oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest, the rushes did nothing for me, and you telling me that they don't build on anything from the first one kind of makes me leery. Well, it, it, it's because, you know, it's not one of those situations. It's not like where you have Toy Story where they'll take some of the previous movie and bring it into the next movie, okay? There are some build-ins to that. But uh, but as the, as the movie goes along, you, 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 the, the, the characters are growing and they're expanding and they're doing different things. And then they're introducing other characters, but in a way that it doesn't take away from the main characterizations. They include them, but they don't make it like, oh, well, you got this, but you got to look at this. You know? See what I'm saying? It also, it's very inclusive. And, uh, oh, and again, this of- is a movie where you can, well, like The Eternals, where you have a large cast, and this is an ensemble cast, the Sing movies, and they did it right, right the first time with a lot of different they, characters. But this is right. an example where it's obviously different circumstances, but they got it right where they gave each character the, enough, enough exposition to give them a, a moment to shine. Exactly. There it is. You hit it. You, the nail square on the, uh, the, the hammer square on the nail head. And uh, so that, that being said, Oh, just, uh, just on the side over here. Uh, yes. Disney plus, all of a sudden, I'm hearing all the bells and whistles about Penny Proud coming back. The Proud family is making a reappearance on Disney+. Plus. Okay? Uh, have you guys ever seen The Proud Family? I'm aware of it. I don't know that I ever really so watched it. So am I. I think I've watched an episode a while back, but... Okay, well, let me... I don't, me, know, if let me... It, I don't know if it's going to be something that I'm going to... I may check it out on a whim. Okay, here's here's the kicker. All right, this time around, you know, I mean, Kyla Pratt and, of course, most of the voice actors that were in the original uh, uh, Proud Family, which, of course, uh, the iconic theme by Destiny's Child, i.e. Beyonce. And uh, so that here you've got everything kind of up to date, just a hair, not too much. They didn't, like, change it dramatically. But they did include some other things that weren't included in the original Penny Proud because, I mean, that was that Penny Proud was 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 viewing in my house because of Soraya. And we had Disney Channel. We got to watch Penny Proud. We got to watch, uh, you know, Kim Possible. We got to watch all those uh, now considered iconic television, you know, animated shows. But. Now you got Lizzo, who was signed on board for this too. Now, and uh, not to mention that there are certain things that, according to the, according to the commentary of said uh, Rush, that when I saw this, and it's like, 
you know, did, did that guy, did that black guy say that that white guy is my husband? Is that what I thought I heard? You know, which here we go. We got, we got Disney trying to, uh, trying to address in, in maybe in some, in, in some situations, the egregious wrong of not being all inclusive as far as characters are concerned. But, and they hinted at it in the rush. If you go to, uh, Disney Plus, check out the rush, and uh, once you hear the line, you'll be just kind of like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we're we're doing that now." <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, Disney trying to be on the cutting edge of inclusiveness in their animated forums and such. But you know, I'm just thinking, you know, a little too late, folks. This this thing's been going on a long time. I mean, you know, but. Aside from that, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's got to have that same type, it's going to have that same type of feel and energy. And I don't know, I can't help but think that maybe uh, Disney was just trying to say, well, uh, we haven't made a black cartoon in a long time. Maybe we should rehash this idea. I don't know if that's any truth to that. But some people, I would see that a lot of people would think that, you know, but. Then again, that being what it is. So, yeah, so that kind of caught my interest there, the whole, you know, the whole bringing back the Proud family to the 2020s now. I mean, because I believe the last episodes were in, like, the mid-2000s, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, you know, what I would like to see, what I would like to see re- re- reissued uh, on, on uh, Disney+, Plus, I would love to see Kim Possible. You know, I mean, yeah, they, wasn't they, there a live action thing that was there that, was that it happened and nobody said anything else about it? What the live the live action Kim possible? Yeah, yeah, there was a live action, and it's interesting because it only went to the Disney Channel. It didn't actually go to theater theaters, which was strange. That that's weird because I, you know, until you guys mentioned, I had never heard of it. But uh, the thing is, I followed the entire series from front to back. I mean, that was one of our favorite shows in the 2000s was Kim Possible. You know, call me BP if you want to reach me. See, we uh, when we went to Disney, when we went to Disney World, uh, we actually did the Kim Possible, you know, uh, spy spy phone thing uh, tour, too, which was a lot of fun, actually. But that's another story. Uh, but, yeah, I would like to see the, the I wouldn't mind seeing the. Uh, the Kim Possible franchise, but you know, I'm sure by this time she'd be a you know full grown woman and everything like that. She would have the makings of a good superhero or a good spy to make it float. You know, not not in the real world, but maybe still in an animated form. It'd be kind of neat to see how you know Kim and Ron Stoppable, you know, end up actually uh, making out, even if they're even together at the time, which. Also, the fact that it's all you know, part of my fan fiction. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, the, and, the fact, yes. and the fact that they, and the fact that it's they, on my uh, Tumblr post. <laughs> Kim Possible and Shigo are lesbian lovers together. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, just yeah, don't, don't, don't look them up on the internet. Yeah, it's not a good. No, idea. no, don't do that. No, don't don't rule thirty four them. Okay? That's like don't the what was that the that that insurance the insurance or whatever the insurance. The animated oh, Aaron, the pink... Aaron yeah, oh, yeah, Aaron Insurance. Yeah, they had to pull girl. their character because Rule Thirty Four. Yeah, and 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 the thing about it was when Insurance got bought out by Allstate, 
they they muted the entire franchise of Aaron Insurance. It was just like, nah, this isn't where we want to go with this. <laughs> yeah, I heard Flo's out of from Progressive, right? I heard Flo's leaving. Is she? Yeah, I heard Flo's. Yeah, I, I I've heard recently that yeah, Flo is retiring from the Progressive franchise. He's like, yeah, this is enough. I've had enough. Mm. You know, I, I want to go do other Don't things. Make a new I flow. I don't want. I don't want to be known as the flow girl for the rest of my life. Here, it's kind of like too you know, late. Yeah, I know. I know. Too, too late. Shows up anyway, she's gonna be the flow girl. But yeah, it's just like Mr. Whipple. You know, you go ahead. Hey, you know, he's the guy. Don't squeeze the charm. And yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, now they'll have a woman named Joe. What now? They'll have a woman named Joe instead of Flo. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm just kind of like, I mean, it's really simple. It's just like, I have a daughter. Her name is Joe. No. I got a boy oh, named Sue. A <laughs> boy named Sue. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's one of those. Like, it's it's great. We can write. We 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 can we can pay we can pay less money to somebody else and create a new and create a, your daughter or some other or your sister or some other shit that we don't have to pay heavy money. You know here. something? They, you know, it would be interesting if they do get a daughter named Joe, and she's just totally fucking accident prone. Okay, <laughs> she's gonna be kind of like the alt. You know, what's the other guy that's like uh, the guy that always like says, "Well, this is gonna, this is what's gonna happen to you," and he always ends up getting. Oh, the mayhem guy. The mayhem guy. Yeah. If no. they can get Joe to be like the mayhem guy, I think they might have something because, man, I've seen some of the progressive uh, commercials lately. They suck. They suck, man. They're just like, eh, running out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why they're going to get rid of Joe. Or yeah, Flow, yeah. or whatever. Get rid of Flow there. Yeah, right. the Flow the flow is gotta gone. Go. Gotta the go. Flow is gone. The Flow's got to go. Oh. <laughs> so, um, I'm kind of I'm kind of stalling a little bit because I'm like, hmm, can we get the Moon Knight trailer? Before we get off the air and get a chance to watch it, or do we want to like try to end before that? Um, I did. Apparently, they let it slip. So Moon Knight's going to come out Mar- March thirtieth. Ah. Uh-huh. So apparently, Moon Knight is one of the first Marvel shows out the bo- out the box for twenty twenty two. And I guess that the reason they did it tonight is it coincides with uh, the lunar the calendar. Moon. Oh, the full yeah. moon. Yeah. Because that's that's what. That's part of what the character. Yeah, I was about. driving home from work today, and uh, there's a full moon tonight. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the backyard, and I'm gonna be one with the moon tonight. Okay. <laughs> like a wolf or something. I don't know. Uh, or you gonna give the backyard the moon? <laughs> Wolfie. Um. Ivan, are you? I assume you are not watching any of the of the Boba Fett stuff on Disney Plus. Of course not. Right? <laughs> you cut me to the quick, so I'll tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys do your groovy thing, and now let's introduce the exclusives on Boba Fett with Jeff and Mike. So he's oh. it's his way of saying no. <laughs> yeah, that's his way of saying no. Yeah. All right, Mike. What did you think this week? It was okay. Just 
more of what we thought we were going to get, which is more, you know, although there was slightly more current, concurrent, yes. uh, you know, concurrent stuff instead of just what's the, the flashbacks, the Dances with Wolves or das- Dances with Tuscans. I think we're done with, well, I could be wrong. We might be finally, well, no, I bet we aren't. I don't know. I mean, we we were what? There are only six episodes, right? Yeah. So there's what? Three more episodes after this? I thought so, there were either six or seven. I I've heard seven from people. Okay, maybe there's seven. I have no idea. I haven't been paying enough attention. Um, which would make sense because it takes it through most of February. Although it is interesting because it sounds like. If Moon Knight's not coming until the 30th of March, you mean to tell me they've got nothing going on from when Book of Boba Fett goes to Moon Knight? That seems mm. strange. You'd think you'd have something. Um, I, I thought this week was better. Uh, yeah, it's getting got... better. The, you know, the the chase scene was... You know, we've seen high-speed chases done better in Star Wars, that's for sure. Yeah. And there this one was serviceable. I, I didn't hate it a lot. Of, it's getting a lot of hate from the internet because yeah. of the the multicolored bikes and the yeah, and the slow the slow chase and yeah, that's stupid. I mean, at least at least apparently, you know, that's stupid. At least we finally got something in the current in the current time point. Um, it does. It's funny. Somebody I, I noted. It's like. He knows he's a marked man. You'd think he'd like start circling the wagons and start getting some, getting getting some people together. That's why, yeah, that's he, why he hired it. that that uh, the crew of uh, the cyborgs. Yeah, but you'd think he'd have a little bit more than that, but apparently he doesn't. So who knows? Hmm. Um, you know, it it's going to be interesting to see how this works. Um, apparently, part of the reason we're getting that backstory is it looks as though the pikes are going to be a major player. You know, I'll be, I'll be honest, Mike, I, I didn't know much about the pikes. Um, somebody had to remind me that apparently they're the people who own the, the mines at Kessel for, so the Kessel, yeah, the, 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 the spice mines of Kessel. Right. That, Cause I, they did touch upon a... that in episode two with the, with the, the train robbery. Right. Right, so I, I do think that some of this is all going to tie back, and that's where some of the back this this backstory is going to come in too, is because obviously they've they've dealt they've had dealings with Boba Fett previously, um, so I, I do think that'll be part of it. Um, again, it's nice to see them flesh out a little bit of this. I am a little surprised because there's a part of me where I'm like, okay, apparently the huts are scared of the pikes. I don't I, that I'm aware of the huts have never been scared of anybody. Yeah, the huts do what uh, they want. I mean, that's why it's controlled by the huts. You know, it's, yeah. it goes back to episode one. They've been rulers uh, and crime bosses for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, and you know more about truth, this than I do because you've read, you know, obviously with the lore and. Yeah, I mean, the huts. The huts are one of the big ones. You know, Black Sun is another. Crimson Dawn they created. You know, apparently I missed the part about the pikes and. Part of it is, is I haven't been reading as much as some of the books and some of the stuff, and I missed it apparently in Solo that they that that was where this came from. So, yeah, it'll it'll be, you know, it looks like they're kind of trying to establish the Pikes as 
as a as a solid big bad crime organization um and the fact that the that the huts basically are pulling out because of it is is somewhat impressive hmm. um, well maybe they're although, the huts are who knows maybe because of the fall of the empire the huts are having problems with their own which that might attest to the fact that yeah, but there's the the once the with the empire being gone, the power struggle and the the time between this and the rise of the of the first order, it's it's uh, so, makes for this makes for more interesting than the flashbacks about you know Tuscan raiders yeah. in the desert where you know he's having a a change of a personality, you might say. Yeah, and then well, but he, here's the other thing about that, which is. Where was I going to go with it? Oh, yeah, that's the other thing about this, which is, you know, when Jabba is killed, there is a power vacuum. Yeah. And and, and Bib Fortuna, it, you know, sat on the throne for a while, but you know, right. you know he was. But, but and it's interesting because apparently there's been some 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 canon change in terms of certain things about huts that I was not aware of. Apparently. At some point, Vader basically, and I guess this was in the comics, where Vader basically came in and took out pretty much all the huts and pretty much established Jabba as, like, the guy who was running, like, the entire hut, like, empire, or was, like, the main guy regarding that. And if that's true, then some of this makes sense, even more sense, because... Everything I've ever known about the Huts is it's kind of like the Italian crime families in that they have their territories. There's some that are as big as Java, some that aren't. You know, you get the idea. And that when one's gone, that there's a power vacuum, but there are still a lot of Huts in the Huts at the end of the day. They they have they have you know, they come to you know, something like this happens, they come together, they'll they'll you know, they'll go deal with the pikes. It sounds like that might explain why they're kind of taking a backseat to the Pikes. Um, I can't remember the name of the Black Wookiee. Um, Crest, Crest, Black Kurstan or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I'm a little surprised that he's gone. Yeah, apparently that they is. had a past. And there was the, the whole fight where she he pulls him out of the tank and he's pretty much, right. uh, you know... Um, right, naked. But I was surprised. <laughs> he's got his he's bo- got his boxer briefs on, yeah. but uh, his uh, his his gang comes into savement time. So, right. I, I just was surprised that in the end he doesn't end up with Fett because it just seemed like all right. Well, let's give that would be another person to to add to the Boba Fett crew, and it would be and it would give them an interesting look to have that. But apparently not. So, but maybe maybe it will. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, and then, uh, what's his name showed up who was playing the, the Rancor, uh, trainer. Danny Trejo. Yep. He shows up as the Rancor, uh, uh, pet, whatever. And all I can say is I, I am looking for, cause if, if, if no one's figured it out yet, you have to be dumb not to realize we're going to get a scene with, with Boba Fett riding a Rancor. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're going to get ride a rank- I want to learn to ride it. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're gonna get that. We're gonna get it this season. My my Boba Fett impression, my my Tamora Morrison uh, Boba Fett Mm -hmm. impression, quickly turned into Gowron. So I have to be careful because he talks like this and he's very, very 
His dialogue is very paused. And he sounds like Gowron of the High Council. Which I have to be careful with that. So. <laughs> yeah. Glory to you and your house. Yeah. What, what do you, what's your take on all this, by the way? There's a whole bunch of people who seem to be annoyed that he talks too much. Um, well, uh, he's making up for lost time. Poor guy. He got, yeah, like, exactly. He got like four lines and then Empire Strikes Back, so. And like one line in like Return of the Jedi, right? Isn't yeah. it this, I yeah, the mm-hmm. yeah, is that it? That yeah. I don't know if it was. No, it wasn't the Wilhelm scream, but it was a ah! and then he fled on the side of the barge and clanked and fell into the Sarlacc pit and the Sarlacc burped. Yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, I, I so uh, it's yeah. fine. Well, let's, I'm still in for the ride. I'm just here to yep. see here where it goes. I'm obviously not going to quit on it. So here we go. I'm just yeah. like, all right, um, fine. Oh, we lost Ivan. Yep. We lost Ivan. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's there back. He whoa, Popped wait. On the other side. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, came around. Whoa, got through, through the revolving door. Yep. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And of course, as you guys were talking about Bongo the Slut, and of course, you know, and of course, <laughs> you're so low. Bongo the Slut. Talking about. Uh, if that's know, not this week's episode, I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did like uh, the clothing room. Bongo the Slut in the clothing room. Yeah. <laughs> or Bongo the Slut's clothing room, one of the two. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, there you this go. is Bongo the Slut. You were talking about huts and everything like that, and I kept transferring you to, let me see, hot, nut, slut, uh, gut, putt. Pizza. <laughs> You know, well, no, pizza doesn't go with that. Yeah, well, pizza that's Spaceballs. That's the Spaceballs reference. Pizza the Hut. Ah, Pizza the Hut. That's right. There you go. I don't understand how Pizza Hut never went for that. And went and went with that, which is, with, with that, which Where is... Never the, rolled, never, never rolled with that. Yeah, well, like, pizza is... That, that was one, one of the great, one of the great opportunities that was missed. Yep. <laughs> are we going to pizza planet <laughs> that's another franchise yes there we go pizza planet i wonder if there, I, I think there is a pizza planet in disney world i'm not sure is there i think it makes so. sense you yeah i mean <laughs> it, it almost it, it almost sells itself doesn't it mm. <laughs> so, is it yeah. next to the planet express Oh, no, I don't know about Planet <laughs> Express, but <laughs> anyway. Well, I need to deliver my packages from Futurama, so, you know. Ah. Good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. You've just heard <clears throat> my voice. Yes. Hmm. That show is, that the, the, the initial seasons were good. When they went to go start the new ones, it didn't work out nearly as well, because they basically... Did it as well, big, large episodes, and then chopped them up into small episodes. Well, so it, it had like more of an arc than it did like actual in between. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, you know with Futurama, I think the absence of actual singular character episodes there should have been more. I thought because yeah, I mean they were great for the sum of its parts. I mean with Futurama. And such, but I, w- I wouldn't mind have seen some Fry only episodes or some Leah only episodes, or you know, 
or, or Bender only episodes, <laughs> you know, which I think that would have that would have been kind of funny. Now they did do some episodes where the certain people were featured. It just wasn't full, you know. They they would have some of the other characters like the Bender should not be on television episode is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, um, which includes which includes the 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 first appearance of ever of the Hypno Toad because everybody <laughs> loves the Hypno Toad. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> I'm trying to. So, so, you know, they, to I mean, about, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you first. Well, I'm trying to think if there was any other news this week. Um, well, today would have been Betty White's 100th birthday. There's that. Yeah. yeah. As as we're as we're recording, there's that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, as we're recording, Martha Luther King's day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Muhammad Ali's birthday today, too. It is and uh, Jim Carrey and James Earl Jones. Mm. There you go. Boy, it's a mighty, it's a mighty day in January. Mm. <laughs> a mighty day. Um, I know that they've talked about, there was talk about a reboot of, of Quantum Leap. I I've heard about NBC, that. I think it's NBC, but they are not talking at the moment to Scott Bakula. So. Yeah, I did read about that. There is a reboot happening with that. Uh, but, and you're right. They aren't talking to Bakula because Bakula doesn't want to – Doesn't I don't think he wants to do it. No, I, I heard it the other way. I thought it was the other way around, which was that they have not talked to him yet about it in in any way, shape, or form. But I'm not positive. Anyway, it looks like we're fi- that, that somebody's finally looking at doing something that should have been done eons ago. But um, I still don't understand why that show went off the air in the first place or never ended up where they did more with it in terms of movies or or syndication or anything like that. That That's one of those ones that's really strange that it didn't it didn't turn out better. Well, I think what happened was uh, they had they had the uh, they had the hopscotch scheduling that happened with Quantum Leap. I mean, they changed a lot of nights within seasons and you know it was up against some other programming at that time slot and it just kept losing out to all those other shows during its time slot and they kept trying to rectify it and then finally just it finally died off because it was like it's a great show but no matter what we put up against it everybody else wants to watch the other thing you know and a lot of television shows have suffered from that, where they were put up against particular shows, and they find out, oh, well, it's going to be great on Thursday night, and everybody in East Bunk Fudge is actually watching something else on a different station on Thursday night. You know, I mean, if you're going to play that kind of ball, you better have, you better have, you know, the hosts to actually be able to pull something like that off. You know what I mean? Hmm. And not to say, and not to say that, uh, not to say that uh, Quantum Leap in its original sensibility. Uh, I, I thought it was a great show. I thought it was a well done show, well written show. And for the lack of maybe better special effects, but the effects they did have to work with, you know, worked within the framework of the show. So you know, it was all engaging. I mean, it's kind of apples and oranges. Then you think about you know Knight Rider, Hasselhoff and Kit, you know, and that type of thing too. You know. <clears throat> and you know, so yeah, I think I think uh, I think a quantum leap now would be a welcome thing. I hope they do talk to Scott Bakula, and I hope, or maybe Bakula. I hope 
decides that this might be his stock and trade for another few seasons. Don't know. We'll see. You know? And uh, what other shows, guys, would you like to see come back? If you had your, if you had your choice of any show, okay, oh, let's go, let's cut this down. Any one show that you want to have come back and why? Okay, let's start with Jeff. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, yes, a very good question. I, I think... I think I'd like to see a, a WKRP reboot. I think that's where I'd want to go. Um, you, we wouldn't want be... a continuation because while well, most of the original cast has been it's been thirty, forty years now, so yeah, you'd want a reboot. Or... But the thing is, is well, that it's all uh... what? Well, it's just been. No, they can't have the original cast, so I guess we can. Try well. The the thing is, the face of radio has changed so much, right? And they, well, if they the they, they had that, they've had we've had radio shows, we've had news radio, we've had Frasier, we've had sitcoms set in a radio setting where they have been successful, but to call it WKRP, it's got to be good, and if it is, I hope that would be good enough to live up to the name. Well, again, I mean, there was the one. Re- there was the one revisit that they tried to do, and it was brief. Um, yeah. I just think it'd be interesting to see them try to do something, try to do something in, in today in today's standards. But um, well, you know, it, you it, know. It, I think I think I think a, a WKRP style type of radio show, a type of uh, television show, would be you know a very welcome thing because. I know that I know that NBC has uh, got another office style type of show that they're trying to put over. Does anybody remember the name of that offhand? Mm. No, it doesn't come to no. mind. No, no, yeah. no. Top of yeah. my head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that I know that NBC <laughs> is currently uh, is currently you know trying to work out a new office type of. Thing. I think it's supposed to be set in a dealership or something like that, and they're trying to, you know, come off with that whole, you know, uh, office feel to it. I mean, if they could go ahead and make a radio show, a t- radio, a show about a radio show or a station or such, I think, you know, yeah, WKRP is a kind of a tall order, you know. And you're right, you're right, Jeff. It was they did do the one turnaround for I think it lasted a season. And then it kind of disappeared. But yeah, when WKRP was on, it was a great show. It was a solid show. And it and, and, and any person that's been in the radio business would immediately identify with it. And, uh, but yeah, okay. And uh, so that would be, you know, to that, in that respect now, my gosh. Okay. So that would be, that's your pick, Mike? Is uh, WKRP? No, that was Jeff's pick. Okay, I'll just pick. Okay, what's your pick? Uh, Megas XLR. I mean, it, it ended at the right time. It didn't get too old. It didn't wear its welcome out. It was, a, and this is shows, but what twenty years ago, it was a right. cartoon where a, a, a alien race uh, had a secret weapon, a giant robot. It crashed on Earth, but the head was destroyed, and this one uh, gamer gearhead put his hot rod car on top of it 
his hot rod racer or whatever is his, his sport is like a muscle car for a head. Oh, and, wait a minute. I yeah, think was, I saw some of those yeah. episodes. With yeah, it's, you. yeah, that, that it was, it had, it was great comedy, great tongue in cheek, fourth wall breaking comedy. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it ended at the right time. And I wonder if it had it gone another season, had it jumped the shark. But um, to test the wide, I'd willing to make take that test. It was it was so good. It was a good cartoon. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Um, now, if I had any, if I had any television show, I'd like to reboot again. Oh my gosh! Not just reboot, <laughs> but just have one more season, and, and whether it be a continuation or a reboot, it's up to you. Okay. Well, man. Uh, that, <laughs> that, see, see, that, that's, that's a baited question for a guy like me. Uh, because, you know, there's just, there's just so much that was good that could have gotten extended. I mean, let's see. I guess, uh, I guess if, if I had, if I had to choose any one, I guess it would have to be. It would have to be. Um, I would. I would mind a rebooting. I would like. To, I would mind a rebooting of the Transformers. Well, okay? there's a re. There's. They've been constantly be rebooting that. Right. They're constantly rebooting it, but I guess maybe. You saying that just because I'm in the room? No, I'm okay. saying that because I say that because I'm thinking about it. And I'm thinking. We yeah, just, we I just mean, had a three part reboot on Netflix last year. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking something more in the animated sensibility because the animated it was sensibility. Animated. What? It was animated. Well, maybe I'm looking for something a little more with meat on its bones. Maybe I'm looking for something a little bit more heavy duty. Maybe a little something more. I say try uh, uh, take a look at the Netflix series, and I think you might uh, find what you're looking for. Okay, well then I guess I'm going to have to do that. Okay, I'm going to have to do that. So there, there, there I go. All okay. right, so I'm going to take it within that. And, of course, hand it off to where we want to go next, guys. I don't know. Do we have any other news we want to bring up? Uh, this... So, do I really want to do this? Yeah, all right. So I guess Joss Whedon is talking, finally. Oh, great. We get to talk more about the Justice League movie. Well, in, in fairness, I mean, Ben, ben, ben Affleck the was out cut there that again. The Snyder Cut. <laughs> you know, Ben Affleck was out there again talking about this too this week. So, I, I swear it's like somebody. It, it, it is weird timing that that Whedon is uh, is is out there. And, and in fairness, the full interview is not out there. There's just excerpts. It's coming out next week. So I don't think we I, I honestly I kind of want to wait a little bit to, to see what it what is fully said before we you know, we really dealt if we really decide to delve into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, Joss, we took a massive tumble and, you know, it's one thing about the fact that he had he had problems on Justice League, but Charisma Carpenter, who was with him on Buffy and Angel came out and started talking about issues which makes me sit there and go okay that's that's not and and there's always been talk about things with him and and which is weird because he writes women characters so well and yet this has become a real issue um and i don't know that i don't know that he's 
I think he, you know, he might be done. I don't know. Um, the nice part is, is there's enough stuff out there that he's probably getting somewhat decent residual money and residual checks. You know, keep in mind he, you know, he was the director on he was the director on the first two Avengers films. Yeah. So there's that. He's got all that. You know, he's got all he's got Firefly. He's got Buffy. He's got Angel. He's got all those other little, uh, all those other shows that he's done. Not to mention, I believe he was doing Agents of Shield for a bit. So, yeah, I mean, I just so, I here's, just... A, so here's a person that is endowed with being able to write about female characters, but yet he himself is sensuality is out of control for whatever reason. Well, I don't know about sensuality, but... Um, I said, well, I said sensuality, but yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying that, you know. Uh, it, it all goes back to that whole, well, how do we separate a man from his work, you know? I don't know and, that you can. And and it, 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 gets, it, it gets increasingly harder as time goes on, where, you know, if you look at the history of so many people that have created things, that have done things, written things, sung, movies, no matter what the creative art is, you know, there is, there, there are a lot of people that live with a lot of dark areas in their lives. And, you know, and, 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 and for years, you know, these dark areas have been chosen to be ignored for the for the alleged greater good of, you know, the product itself and such. I mean, uh, but as time goes on, it just becomes increasingly more difficult to look at somebody and say, well, knowing what you did, I don't want to be involved with your product anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to read your book anymore. I don't want to, well, I mean, so I don't want you to be on television or, 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 or movies or whatever. So, so there's a lot going on here with with all of this, and, and at the end of the day, you know, some of it's about Joss Whedon, some of it's about this whole Justice League thing, right? And the one piece, and 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 the one thing that's interesting that I will say that was an interesting takeaway from what yeah. I read was was he 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 talks about, you know, again, I would rather wait till next week, but he talks about. Um, what's his name? Fisher. Well, you, you just Ray Fisher. Yeah, who was cyborg? Ray Fisher, and it's interesting because he's like, I didn't feel like this made sense to be in the in 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 the movie, and quite frankly, I didn't think he was that great of an actor. And I gotta be honest, there's a part of me where, having seen both cuts, I see what he saw. Um, and in fairness. You couldn't release. This is the part I was laughing about the Snyder Cut. You couldn't release a four-hour movie in the theaters. You just couldn't. No way. No one's doing not it. without an intermission. Right. Even if it is and, like and, Superman and, or Batman, and, and, and a bulk and a bulk of entertainment that's going to carry it to four hours. Very few movies have ever made it to that type of length, and you know, right? That I mean, it, power. it it lent itself to being able to be viewed on HBO Max where you could sit in the comfort of your own home and if you wanted to, you could sit there and go, oh good, I can hit the pause button. Right, true. Okay, or yeah. hey, you know what? I've watched hour one 
tomorrow I'll watch hour two. You know, right. It becomes um, it becomes your discretion after that. But but I'll be honest, I watched it four hours straight, and I will tell you, having watched four hours straight, I would I, I would have died in the theater. I would have absolutely died. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I would have sat there for four hours and watched that movie. Um, I don't know how I could have done it because it's just it, no, no way. And and by the way, the other thing I think is interesting is I think he's got a point. And one of the reasons I think he's got a point is I see, you know, they're using Cyborg in the Doom Patrol show. And the actor who's playing Cyborg in the Doom Patrol show is is is, is quite frankly much better than Ray Fisher. And and maybe it's some of the writing too. Yeah. But maybe. I I was okay with Ray Fisher as the more straight man to to uh Jason Momoa's bombast. And um I was also okay with um with Ray Fisher, but no. But it's interesting cuz he, you know, he takes like I said, you guys can go look at it. Maybe we'll we'll wait till it actually physically comes out to really look at it cuz right mm-hmm. now it's just excerpts. But, you know, apparently he he has something to say about the comments from Gail Godot. He's got comments on Ray Fisher, um, you know, uh, about, you know, how people have treated that. And he certainly talks about that he feels like they're, you know, Snyder's purposely done some of these things to taint the water on some levels. And on, on some of the stuff, on the stuff about the women stuff concerning that there's stuff that goes back further. I, I, I don't, I'll, I'll disagree with him on, on the part where I do think that, yeah, I do think that there's some aspects about him tainting the waters. I do think there's a truth to that. Um, and, and he's gotten to get away with it. And there's a lot of people who've allowed him to get away with it, but we've talked about this a million times. Yes, I just thought it was interesting. Hmm. Right. I just thought it was weird. Cause it's like, after all this, he's finally out there talking. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if this is what what exactly is the reason why suddenly out of the blue there's a piece with uh, you know with 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 Joss Whedon all of a sudden out of the blue. So yeah, well, I, don't, I don't. I guess I guess maybe it's just a matter of I don't know. Maybe it's he's trying to he's trying to answer headlong into his transgressions. Is he just trying to say, Hey, this is what, this is how it went on. This is what's going on. This is why this went on. You know, maybe there's a, there's a cleansing happening. I don't know. Maybe that's probably part of it. Maybe, but you know, I mean, you could come up with dozens of reasons as to why a person decides they're going to want to do something like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So FYI, the Moonlight, the, so the Moon Knight trailer is out. Um, okay. I did get a chance to watch it while we were talking a little bit, and, and uh, interesting. Uh, certainly, certainly. You know, obviously, I was kind of doing. I was multitasking while we were doing this. It looks interesting. I thought it. it it's you know, it does look like it's coming in March. So I'm a little surprised that it's coming this early. I thought She-Hulk. We were going to get She-Hulk before it, but apparently, no. The next big, the next Marvel Disney Plus show is indeed Moon Knight, and because we all thought it would come out near the holiday times, uh, for uh, for like Halloween, because well, he does I'll, have I'll, some of those aspects to the character. 
Um, and also, also too, you know, the fact that you know the the Omni is out there, and you know, snapping at everybody's ass, and you know, it's just maybe slowing some things down, maybe it's delaying some things, maybe you know, speeding some things up, or maybe just trying to say, well, we can't get this to market just yet. Let's go ahead and put this in its place. This, like I said, it could be a, could be a no. Lot they're they're there. usually pretty deliberate on some of the stuff, but. Uh-huh. Mike, I, I don't re- I mean, everything I've read, Mike, was that they were this was something that they were talking about in the fall. Right. Did, did you hear anything different? No, I don't know the timeline on Moon Knight. So, no, I mean, in terms of which shows they were going to release when. No, no, no. We don't know. OK, well, apparently this one's the first one because hmm. it's going to come in March. Wow. So. I see. All right. So, so that's, a, that's about it. I don't think we got anything else. No, I suppose that's good for for all. Uh, what are you doing, hey, Ivan? Are you spin, are you still spinning on Twitch or what? Right now, uh, I'm on hiatus because uh, the studio's not built yet. Okay, and uh, I'm you know starting to you know work that situation out. So you know probably February, uh, tentatively February, I should be starting to trickle out some things from the house. You know, using a reduced. Uh, a reduced uh, 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 studio situation, but yeah, no real big bells and whistles really till about March. Uh, I'll probably, if um, you know, once I get out of the woods with this situation I got going on, then I should be back on you know doing live sets over at um, um, at a Cafe Mustache, Coles, and uh, Logan Arcade. They've all been in the loop with me and everything, so you know. We're, you know, okay. Yeah. Keep us yeah, uh, keep yeah. us posted if you plan to go back to Twitch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Jeff, what are you doing this weekend? You know, that's a really good question. I don't have much going on this weekend. I don't think. Yeah. I got a game night. I'll be off this weekend. I've got some stuff around the house to do. I think I might take cool. down the Christmas decorations. Uh, the ground. It's 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 been cold, Uh-oh. but it's been uh, obviously been they've been unplugged since January one, but. Uh, it might, yeah, that's super exciting. I get to take the, the, although the house has been de-Christmased, it's a, it's a long and arduous process, but the Christmas is gone. So the, where it mm. belongs, it's uh, in, in the bin yeah, with my Die Hard DVD. But yeah, uh, I, I do plan to do a game night this weekend. That's good. That's good. You know, game night. Yeah. So. Okay, so I guess that'll do. Episode 180. We're on an Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. When YouTube, click the bell, subscribe. You're going to get new content. Of course, uh, you can follow us on Facebook. That's where the articles and memes and sometimes funny stuff. Uh, Jivan Ivan is on his... He's got his Facebook page now. Man, I'm having fun in that in that place. I don't know what you... Isn't great that the Jive Vibe yeah. page? Yes. That's a lot. Uh, Jive and Ivan's Vibe Tribe is on Facebook. Uh, Jeff is everywhere at... Uh, Steinamite Productions. You download the show on your usual podcast hosting platforms, uh, Google's, Apple's, Spotify, Anchor. And, uh, yeah, I guess it, and, uh, email us at sotrtpodcast at gmail.com. And thanks to everyone who popped in to say hello or just to listen for a minute yes, or two yeah. here on Clubhouse. Thanks so much for joining us here on Clubhouse here at the Squares of the Roundtable. And on behalf of... Uh, Jeff and Mike and myself, glad to have you here, and we will see you next week with with more of the same. And, of course, you never know by name. But, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, thank you, gentlemen. It's been great. Great to be back. <laughs>